Amen. 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 Well, we've been talking about what? What have we been talking about? What is it? Christian character. Growing in Christian character. Amen. Becoming more just like Jesus. That's what it's all about. Amen. Moving on to that perfective stage. Now, past couple of weeks, we've been talking a little bit about ethics. So hopefully you have looked at that and went back through the scriptures and listened to the instruction that has been given because it is very important. So tonight we want to move on. Amen. And number two, we want to talk about controlling your thoughts. Amen. Controlling your thoughts. Finally, brethren, Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8. Amen. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. We got to get this stuff in our minds. We've got to, as, as, as the scripture tell us to Jesus told the disciples, we need to settle these things in our mind and get, <clears throat> get ourselves focused. We got to get focused here uh, on what God is trying to teach us and what God is trying to show us. As we look at the world in which we live in, as we've already noticed, Scripture tells us that in the last days, evil times are going to come. The world is going to get worse and worse. It's not going to get better. I don't care how the media presents it to us. We have to prepare ourselves to stay focused on the things of God. I'm not saying don't be aware about what's around you, but you've got to stay focused. Because if anything will be shaken, it's going to be shaken. And so therefore, as Paul told the churches at Ephesus, we've got to put on the whole armor of God so that we're able to stand in these evil days. If you ever notice Paul's letters in his writing to the churches that he's written to, his epistle letters, Paul usually is coming more or less from standpoints, if you know anything about soldiering, he's always talking about as a good soldier. Always do things as a good soldier to stay focused uh, in this thing. We have a battle. We, he, he's trying to get us to see that there's a battle that is taking place. <laughs> Excuse me. And like he says in Ephesians, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. This is why we have to stay focused because we're fighting an enemy. Really, we can't see with the naked eye. And so, therefore, this is why we're taught to walk by faith and not by sight. In Second Corinthians chapter uh, number 10, verse 3 through 5, he tells us that the weapons, uh, that he says, don't we walk in the flesh? We do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into the captivity every what? Thought. To the obedience of Christ. Amen. We got to get our thoughts to be in obedience and be aligned with the Word of God so that we're doing what God wants us to do so that we're not warred against this flesh. Galatians 5.16 tells us to walk in the Spirit 
and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. So in these last days, probably one of the greatest traits of character that you and I must build is that of self-discipline. We've got to have self-discipline. I mean, technology is good, but I, I'm here to tell you, if you if you got any kind of eye device, it's going to make you think. And so you've got to learn how to control your thoughts. You just can't sit there and watch everything and 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 and, and not be thinking about it. You know, you, you're going to have to get your thoughts in line. You're going to have to bring your thoughts into obedience and the captivity to the Word of God so that you are not given into your flesh. Amen. Because with, with, with a lot of things today, what I find is it'll wear you out. You know, your mind is running rampant because there's always something that's popping up on the devices that you've got to try to say, well, is this important now, or can I wait and watch it later or do it later? You know, it, it seems like things is constantly coming after us. You know, if you've read my book, If God Before Us, you know, there's a segment in there called Satan's Convention, and I think I've read it here numerous times. You know how the enemy is called a worldwide convention, and he gives all his demons instructions, and he tells them things to do, bombard their, 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 their minds 24 hours a day, make sure, you, you know, your mailboxes are filled with junk mail. Is my mailbox the only one get filled with junk mail? Yeah. Uh, I've never seen so much junk all that time. You know, I go to the mailbox and my wife said, what do we get? I said, the trash. <laughs> you know, I was going straight through the trash can. You know, I'm going, wow, so much stuff. The mailman just pull up, if, if, if you nothing but trash, he's going to got to deliver because you got your address on it. You know, it's a Satan knows your box number. <laughs> Amen. So we have to learn how to control our thoughts. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 and 7. Paul writing to the church here, he says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed shall be. Amen. So we see that we need to focus on spiritual things. We've got to set our affections on things above. Amen. Our flesh desires to control. Every morning you wake up, your flesh is going to want to be in control of your life. But we can't walk in the flesh. We can't war after the flesh. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're money. We've got to take control of yourself. Amen. You've got to be the stronger. That's why Solomon says in Proverbs 25, 28, that he that hath no control over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Your thoughts, you've got to control them. I'm here to tell you, they're going to run crazy if you let them. You know, it's got to be like a mule. you got to put the bridle in the mouth to help control yourself. Control your thoughts. Don't let them get out of hand because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See? And this is what happens a lot of times. This is why there's so many evil thoughts that comes about is because people don't know how to control themselves. In Ephesians 4, Amen. Verse 17 to 19, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. He says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, 
that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling has given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. Amen. Notice he says, don't walk the same old way that you used to walk. Amen. Don't walk after the ways of the world. You've got to change that thought. That's why he says in Romans 12, I beg you, I plead with you to renew your mind. Okay? You can't keep thinking the same old way. You buried the old man. He's dead. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature now. Your thought process has got to be different. You have been risen to walk in newness of life. So your focus, your thought process, you have to be able to analyze your decisions that you're making. You have to be able to look at situations and circumstances and not respond, amen, without first considering. You have to think about these things. You want to control your thoughts. Your thoughts is going to run crazy. You know, you're going to get caused. Things are going to be said that's going to get your mind to spinning. And if you let it get out of control, it will drive you absolutely nuts. There's people today on what they call mind-altering uh, medicine because they say, I'm, I'm hearing voices, I'm hearing things in my head. You know, they, they, their thoughts is, is, is going rampant. You know, people are on so many uh, drugs like opioids and, you know, and all these other marijuana and everything. You know, the world trying to say it's good this way, but they don't tell you the end results or uh, the what it will do. You know, so you got to be able to control yourself. Amen. Isaiah says in Isaiah 26.3 that God will what? He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord Jehovah forever. Amen. For the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Amen. Trust in the Lord forever. Stay focused on him. Amen. Go to him. We talk Sunday mornings about prayer. You, you've got to stay focused. You've got to help yourself. Amen. You've been given power, Jesus says, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So don't let the enemy control your thoughts. You have to control your thoughts and the things you think on. Don't think the same old way. Think new. Think righteousness. Think holiness. Think purity. Amen. Don't walk the wrong way. Know the signs. Amen. Sometimes it may not seem like it's the right way to go. But he goes before us to make the way straight. Amen. Proverbs 29.4. The thoughts of foolishness is sin. And the scorner is an abomination to men. Amen. Evil thoughts. There's going to be all kinds of, of evil thoughts that's coming. The, Notice what he says. The thoughts of foolishness is sin. And we know that God has already told us in Solomon's in Proverbs 6, 16. He says, these six things that the Lord hate in seven is an abomination. 
a lying tongue, you know, evil hearts, those that imagine evil imaginations. People sit around and they just think of evil things to do because their minds is out of control and out of whack. See? So you have to be able to control these things. You want to bring them into obedience to Christ. Amen. And that's the foolishness is called folly. Foolishness, amen, senseless and silly talking. You know, sometimes, you know, you think and listen to people rapping. You know, you go like, man, what are they saying? You know, and, you know, and I go back, you know, I, I, I show you I have to change my mind. Because, see, in the 60s and 70s, before rap and all that stuff got big, I used to do that to stuff. <laughs> Some of the guys, some of the songs, you know, we had, you know, the, one of the first guys that came out rapping and all that stuff. And we used to walk around and mock him and stuff like that. So you, you get to doing all that stuff. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. See, because I had to change my thinking. I had to change my way of thinking. See, so, because I realized it's foolishness. See, so we have to be careful. Amen. God knows our thoughts. Jesus says in Matthew 9, 4, amen, he says, What for think you in your heart to the people? You know, he knows their thoughts. And he said, What for do you think evil in your heart? Isn't it amazing? He knows everything about us. See, this is why we've got to have control. He gives us the power to control ourselves. Amen. And Jesus said in Matthew 15, Matthew 15, 16 through 20, And Jesus said, Are you also without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatsoever entered into the mouth goes into the belly and is cast into the drought? But those things which proceeded out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed what? Evil thoughts. Murderers, adulterers, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. See? So evil thoughts, where did it come from? What we let come in. See? What we allow to get in us is going to come back out. See? So this is why we have to be able to control our thoughts. Because we can't put on blinders and sit there and not watch everything. Something is going to get in. Something is going to go in your ear drum that you don't want to hear. You know. And so therefore you have to learn how to control. You, you have to learn how to get cleansed and purify and, and, and repent of those things that, so that you don't allow them to get in you and take root and cause you to make wrong choices and wrong thoughts in your life. Amen. You don't want to defile yourself. You want to remain pure. You want to remain holy. Amen. So you don't let evil thoughts control you. A lot of people, they wake up in the morning, that's what they go out for, is to do evil. You know, this is why a lot of young men and women get wrapped up in gangs. You know, is their thoughts, they go out to do evil. People get up in the morning, they want to go out and see who they can rob, who they can steal from. They think 
You know, I, I, I was watching a, a, a video once, and I don't know if we ever shared it with some of you. Maybe we did. Um, G. Craig Lewis, I, he, he was talking about how uh, gang members start. And, and the guy says, you know, he says, he, he had a big table up in front and, you know, with guns and knives and brass knuckles and all kinds of stuff in the front of the church where he was teaching. And he says, don't think I brought this stuff. And he says, I didn't buy this stuff. He says, and when I start ministering, people would be in the audience and they bring this stuff or people go out to their cars and get it and bring it in to get rid of it. He says he had guys that when they wanted to kill somebody or they wanted to shoot somebody or they wanted to do some evil, they would put on some of this crazy rap music and stuff and they would ride around and ride around and listen to it real loud, you know, constantly and drink and or dope and whatever at the same process. And then they get so wind up in their process, then they just think, let's go kill somebody. And then they ride around, and you walking down the street, and they just jump, shoot you. You know, and he says a lot of them would say, nobody in their right mind is going to just go out and shoot somebody. They alter their thinking process so that they can do it and not feel guilty about it. So this is why, you know, we have been given power to make right choices and right decisions in our lives, to do what is right constantly all the time. Amen. That's why we must be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Psalms 119 verse 59 says, I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Amen. Notice, I thought of my ways. I thought, wait a minute, why am I going this way for? You know, why am I over here? I'm supposed to be over there. And I turn to thy word and to thy testimonies. Because why? The testimonies are sure, making wise to simple. Amen. We've, we've got to be able to hear the voice of God. If we're not in the right way, you know, as the Lord said through Jeremiah, stand you and ask, where's the old way? Where's the good path? And walk therein, and you will find rest unto your soul. And they say, well, we're not going to walk that way. Well, that's because your mind is being altered, your thoughts. Paul says if this gospel is hid, it's hid to them who's lost, and whom the gods of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ is shining to them. See, the light is supposed to be able to show you the right way, so that you make right choices and right decisions. How could Israel walk in the wilderness for 40 years in Mr. Palmer's land when God was giving them everything? They saw his hand in operation. They saw the manna every morning. They saw the water come out of the rock. They saw They never raised a hand to fight anything, hardly, other than when Moses sent Joshua out to fight the Amalekites one time. God did everything for them. How could they be so blind to what God was doing? They let their thoughts get out of the way. They kept saying, wish we were. See, they never controlled their thoughts. See, so we got to get control. Because if we don't have control of our thoughts, our character is going to go haywire. See, we're not going to build good character if we have wrong thoughts. 
we got to have good thoughts to build good character. I've got to learn, as I have said over and over, to be honest. We've got to learn how to be trustworthy. We've got to learn how to be faithful. We've got to learn how to, to be true. And I, if we keep our thoughts stayed on Christ, it'll happen. That's why the, the Word of God, you know, when we look at it, thank God for such a great book. Everything in here, when you look at it, you will find, as, as it says, it's for our learning. It tells us everything how to do right versus do wrong. The stories are there to show us how people did wrong so we don't make the same mistakes. That's, that's why Paul even tells the church in the book of Hebrews. He says they couldn't get into the promised land because of unbelief. He says, now listen, don't you let that same thing happen to you. So we have to think differently. Okay? They didn't believe God. So and they missed the promise land. What does that tell me? If I don't believe God, I'm not going to get into the promise. I've got to believe that what he says is true. And I have to alter the way that I think. See, because once I alter that to stay focused on him and his word and do what his word is telling me to do, it's going to build my character. See, it's what God desires. Proverbs 12, 5, the thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsel of the wicked are deceitful. Amen. The thoughts of the righteous is right. If you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. If you take counsel from the wicked, it's going to probably be deceitful. You have to be careful. Amen. Praise God. If you renew the way you think, you will see the results. You'll see the results if you think of it. For as a man thinking at his heart, so is he. Amen. James, in James 1, James 1, James 1, verse 13 through 15. James says, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. But God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempt he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Then when lust have conceived, it bring forth sin. And when sin is finished, it bring for death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Notice, it starts with the thought. See, you have to be able to control your thoughts when it comes to lust. You know, he says when lust is conceived, Paul right into the church at Romans in Romans 7, 7, he says, I didn't even know that lust was a sin until I read in the law that thou should not covet it. See, one of the commandments is I should not covet it. See, so I have to change my thinking process. See, I can't allow myself here. When lusts have conceived, notice what he said, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. Now think about David for a moment. The Bible says when kings go to war, but David didn't go to war. David stayed in the rear, and he goes on his rooftop, and he's walking around, and 
what happens? He sees a woman taking, you know, cleaning herself, and he sends for her. You know, and the people says, "Is not this Uriah's wife? You know, the son of Amalek and stuff." And so David has an affair with her. You know, but it start what with lust. From the rooftop top. Somewhere he's got the thought in his mind that it would be okay. He got the thought in his mind. He would get covered up. He got this thought in his mind. And so as a result of that, notice, lust brought forth sin. And when sin was finished, what happened? It brought forth death. He killed Uriah. From Uriah, Amnon rapes his half-sister Tamar. Amen. You know, think about it. And then Absalom killed Amnon. Joab kills Absalom. You know, Solomon kills Adonijah and Joab. You know, look. How you you spring back to one evil thought. How it brought forth death. Look how much character was destroyed here by that one thought or that one action that was given into. No matter how much we think about David, a man after God's own heart, no matter how much we quote the Psalms that he wrote, usually when we hear the name David, we always associate him with Bathsheba. Over all the other, yeah, we, we talk about he killed Goliath, but we always have that thought in our mind of what he did. And as I said a few minutes ago, these stories are what? For our learning. Say, they're there for our learning. Yes, God will forgive you, but the damage is done. Say, so this is why we have to control our thoughts. We've got to bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So this is what we want to talk about is controlling our thoughts and how we control our thoughts. Number one, Colossians chapter three. Verse 1 and 2. If you then being risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. For Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. Amen. So we need to set our affections on things above. We're heading to a better place. And you want to stay focused where you're going. This is why really Paul is saying, think of those things which are pure, which are lovely, which are just, which is honest, which are lovely, which are a good report. Think on those things. Amen. You're going to a better place. What are you thinking about the, the place you're going to? How many scriptures do you read about heaven? See, this is what you want to focus on. Amen. You don't want to miss heaven. You want to focus. If a man think it in his heart, so is he. Then therefore, I want my focus to be on where I'm headed. 
Amen. So I won't miss the promised land. This is why Paul says in Philippians 3, Brethren, I count myself not to apprehend, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind, I reach forth to those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If I don't set my thoughts and process to go to heaven, I'll miss it. See? So I've got to stay focused. Jesus says in John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Don't let your mind be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house and many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again to receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So I have to stay focused. i got a promise. He's coming back. As the angels told the apostles in Acts 1, the same Jesus you see is taken up, is coming back the same way. Are you looking for him? i got to have my thought process ready. See, I have the purpose and set my affections. I don't want to miss those beautiful gates. I've read about them. I heard about them. Gates of pearls. Amen. Beams of the twelve apostles of the Lamb in the foundation. I want to see it. That's why the songwriter said, oh, I want to see him. I want to look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice, cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. But I have to control my thoughts. If not, I can't get there. Because I, if I don't control my thoughts, my character is going to get out of whack. And that's the enemy's goal. Is prevent me from getting to my destination. Amen. Philippians 4. Think on these things. Think on things that are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are a good report. There'll be any virtue. If there'll be any praise. Think on those things. Those things which you have both learned and received. And heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you, Paul says. We want God to be with us, to help control us, direct us. Focus on things, the word of God. Sanctify them through thy truth. The word is truth. Amen. Number three, you want to walk in the spirit. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. See, if you, can, if you allow the flesh to pull you, it's going to be stronger. But if you allow the Spirit to pull you, the spirit is going to be stronger. No, the spirit, flesh is not stronger than the spirit. Nothing is stronger than God. You have to make up your mind. I'm going to yield to God. See, that's why Romans 6 says, don't you yield your members to sin. Don't use your hands to sin. Don't use your eyes to sin. Don't use your mouth to sin. Don't use your feet to sin. See, Use it for the kingdom of God. 
So you be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Think on the good things. When you read the Word of God, which is truth, meditate. Notice what Psalms 1 says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, nor standeth in the way, I mean, standeth in the way, set of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is where? In the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which shall bring forth his fruit and his season, his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Say, so you want to think and meditate. Let it, as the old saying, regurgitate in your mind. Let it roll over and over. As the psalmist says in Psalms 119 verse 18, Lord, open down my understanding that I, that I may behold the wonders out of your law. See, there's so many beautiful things in the Word of God to keep you focused. There's so many wonderful things about Jesus that will keep you focused if you stay focused on the Word. Meditate day and night. If you get in the morning, you get yourself a scripture and you pray and ask God to give you understanding and, and, and allow yourself to chew on it a little bit throughout the course of the day. You know, when you're reading your devotions and you're studying and something just sparks you and hits you real good and you go, wow, I really like that. Man, that scripture really spoke to me. You know, and, and that, that's the one you want to memorize, you know, because it's going to help you to be able to help you stay focused. Throughout the day and, and times to come, you'll be able to drop back, you know, and says, wow, yes, that spoke to me. Man, that gave me strength. When I was going through something in my life, I, I remembered this. That's why the psalmist says, I remember God, you know, and, and what he was doing. Uh, as, as, as Jeremiah writes in Lamentations 3, he says, remembering all my reflections and my misery and my wormwood, he says, and I still have them in remembrance, and it troubles me. He says, but then something comes to my memory. And he says, then I realize it's of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, what? I have hope. See, that's what the word is designed to do is to, is to come back to you. It won't return void. See, it'll be there when you need it. See, it'll help control your thoughts and keep you focused. Think on those things that are good, the pure, the lovely, the just. Amen. That gives a good report. Walk in the spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because the flesh is worn. It's worn against the spirit. It's trying to control. Because one of the reasons our flesh want to control is we're spoiled from children. <laughs> from the time we're a baby, you know, we know we, we have to feed this thing for it to grow. So we give it everything it wants to make it grow. And so it gets used to it. 
And now all of a sudden we tell it, okay, you can't be in control no more. And he said, what do you mean? I've always been in control. Uh, I'm not letting go that easy. You know? And so you find yourself warring. See? But that's why you have to be strong in the Lord and take control of your life through the power of the Holy Ghost and let Jesus, you surrender to Jesus and to the things of God so that you can make it. Amen. So, so you can walk in the spirit so that you do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Number four, you set no wicked thing before your eyes. Amen. And that's why I said at the onset, you know, technology and stuff is running so rampant now. We, we have to get control. David right in here in the Psalms, uh, the Psalms, right? Excuse me. Psalms 101 verse two through four. It says, I will, I will behave myself wisely. In a what? Perfect way. Oh, when will thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the works of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Amen. So notice what he said. I'm not going to set any wicked thing before my eyes. Again. It comes back to self-discipline because it's, it's coming. That's why, you know, even with our apps and, you know, when we first got computers, one of the things they, they said is you, you better get some pop-ups on your, you know, uh, filters, not pop-ups, but filters to put on your devices because of all the evil is going to pop up, you know. And you learn that a lot of this stuff is because, these companies buy to be able to to connect to it, your apps and everything else. So, so especially a lot of the free downloadable apps, you have to be careful because that's it's free. You ain't paying for it, and so and as a result, a lot of things can get attached to it, and so therefore you have to have complete control of your life. You got to be able to turn it off. In an instant, you've got to be able to walk away in an instant. You don't want to give those evil thoughts an opportunity to get in. Okay? You, you want to purge yourself immediately. Amen. So don't purpose in your heart. I'm not going to set any wicked thing before my eyes. You have to decide a lot of this stuff in advance. You know, know what you're going to look for in advance. You know, Know what you're going to watch in advance. Read up about it. Study about it. You know, if is you know if if you're renting a movie or whatever for for personal home viewing, you know you need to check the rating. You know because you know some stuff can be devils catch you by surprise if you're not you know. And that's the same way with children today. You have to, you have to be concerned and know what you're letting your children watch. You know, because they get the one evil thought in there and the next thing you know, it runs rapid. So you have to be in control. Amen. So let's not set any wicked thing before our eyes. Number five to control our thoughts is we have to memorize scripture. I like you, I told you there's no scripture, there's nothing in the scripture to say you to memorize the word of God. 
But the psalmist says in Psalms 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against thee. See, it, this, the word of God is kind of like an antidote. It's kind of like a filter on a computer to help you block out things. The more of God's word is in you, the more of God's word is going to come out, the more of God's word will be in you. It will help you make right choices and right decisions in your life. Amen. So we want to memorize the word of God. You want to study the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Amen. Number six, you want to study for knowledge so that you will know how to apply wisdom. Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. Proverbs 2, 10 and 11, When wisdom entered into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. Amen. When wisdom get in you, that's why the whole book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. God is like God says, here, let me give you my book on wisdom. You know, so I can help you to make right choices and right decisions. It's power pack. And so uh, let me encourage you every day, read the book of Proverbs. Amen. Tomorrow's the 20th. Read the 20th chapter. Next day is the 21st. Read the 21st chapter. Just follow it every month. And just keep doing it and see how much wisdom begin to flow into your heart and in your mind to help you make right choices and right decisions in your life. You want to study because, see, without knowledge, you can't have wisdom without knowledge. See? So you have to realize that. And so that's why the Bible tells us when, when it's present, discretion will keep you. You know, how many, <laughs> how many, you know, people could have made a better decision if they'd have had some discretion or some wisdom or some knowledge about stuff. God knows I wished I'd have had, you know, what knew what I knew now when I was younger. It was there. <laughs> you know, the Bible's been around over 2,000 years. You know, I, I picked it up a couple of times when I was a young boy. You know, well, I did. I, I can remember in high school, I had purposed in my heart one time, I was going to read the Bible through. I think I got to about Genesis. <laughs> you know? But I started. <laughs> but I think if, if, if I could have just stuck with it, if I'd have had somebody coaching me and directing me, you know, to encourage me to, to do it, what kind of problems I could have avoided myself. Because I would have probably thought a whole lot differently based on looking back at my life now compared to when, after I got saved, how my thought process began to change based on the Word of God. See, I began to get control of my life, whereas before, it was out of whack. Now, so as a result of that, thank God for... For the word of God, man. Amen. Praise God. Number seven. Don't envy. Don't envy. The Bible tells us, Envy thou not the oppressors. Proverbs 3.31. Envy not thou the oppressor, and choose none of his way. Amen. Don't envy people in Hollywood and all the things that others are doing. Don't envy those folks. It's a trap. You know, so we have to realize this. 
we're going to envy somebody, let's envy Jesus. Amen. Let's be like him. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. We want to envy the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 23, 17. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Respect God. Don't envy sinners, but respect God. Amen. Don't envy. Got to help control your thoughts if you don't envy. Number eight. Commit your works unto the Lord. Proverbs 16.3. Commit thy works unto the Lord and what? Your thoughts will be established. Amen. When a man has by faith and in prayer committed himself, in this case, his ways and works to the Lord, his mind is made easy, his thoughts are composed and settled, he is quietly waiting. Amen. And the Lord will work in his life. Amen. Commit your things to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Praise God. And so he will keep you in mind. Notice what uh, John Gill said there on your uh, commentary says on your paper there. He says, keep the mind from vanity and the understanding from error. The will from perverseness. The conscience clear guilt. The affections from being inordinate and set on evil objects. The thoughts from being employed on bad subjects. And the whole from falling into the hands of the enemy or being the possession of Satan. Amen. Notice there what he tells us. Amen. Praise God. So, so keep your mind. It's a terrible thing to waste, is the old saying. You know. You want to keep your mind stayed on the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinking in his heart, so is he. Andrew Bernstein said, the truth is that stress doesn't come from your boss, your kids, your spouse, from traffic jams, from health challenges, or other circumstances. It comes from your thoughts about these circumstances. Think about that. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It comes from your thoughts about him. So that's why you've got to control your thoughts. Amen. If you control your thoughts, you will have great character. Amen. Because you will realize as your focus is on Jesus Christ, you will see the importance of building good godly character in your life. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. God, lead us. Oh, Lord, I praise you, Jesus. Lead me, Lord.